So this week on the pod, we've got a very good friend of the Jackson team, a two-time national silver medalist, 2017 junior national champion, uh, and all-around great guy, Mr. Trent Michaud. How's it going, Kevin? Good, good, man. Thanks for hopping on with us. A little late to the bat there. What, what, what's your wake-up time, buddy? Uh, normally, my wake-up time is honestly, like, <clears throat> this summer was earlier, so I was normally at the rink some days at, like, 6.30, so uh, I just overslept today a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, the, for the listeners, it's probably about, uh, I think it's 11 o'clock Eastern time, so. Yeah. A little bit of a different judge. than during the week. We won't judge. That's all right. Yeah, it's a weekend. That's a weekend. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys do uh, right now with everything going on 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 the weekends and off days to stay busy? Um, it kind of depends on the weekends. Uh, I work at Sportcheck, so sometimes I'm working there on the weekends. Or um, if I'm not working, well, uh, within like my our circle, the uh, social circle, I'll like. We'll do some stuff. Luckily, um, in Brantford, there's a river here, so I've been floating in the river a lot. Or uh, I was golfing yesterday, which was a good day. Um, uh, just trying to do things like that. We've I've honestly been outside much more this summer, just because we like haven't been in the rink quite as much. But um, and it's been a really nice summer so far. Are you a scratch golfer? Decent golfer? Driving I am not a scratch golfer. <laughs> I'm a decent I golfer. I'm a decent you could golfer. Be, you could um, be a, a multi-talented athlete, you know, multi-sport. If it if it was just the the shorter clubs, if it was seven iron up, that then then I would be good. But the, my driver is a boomerang shot, so that's where I get a little messed up. Honestly, um, uh, no, I shot. I, I, I drive the I drive the cart. Day. So you drive the cart. That's it. Yeah, just a beer cart. Mm. That's a good cart. It's a solid job. Someone's got to do it. So let's uh, let's let's throw it back to I, I always call it the humble beginning. Is kind of where you started figure skating, where you got in the sport, kind of uh, how it all began. Yeah, so um, I grew up in uh, the Trenton Belleville area. I know Trent from Trenton. I wasn't born in Trenton. It's just where I grew up. I was born in Belleville, so that's not why my name is Trent. Everybody was uh, asked me that um fitting <laughs> very fitting i know uh so i my mom put me wanted me to be a hockey player i wanted to play hockey pretty typical canadian kid um so i got put into the tim tim bits hockey the tim hortons program um and by the end of my first year they uh asked for me to not come back until i learned how to skate because i had you were that bad I was that bad, and I had temper issues. If someone took the puck away from me, and I would tomahawk my stick at kids, or trip them, or <laughs> punch them, or yeah, I probably have the most penalty minutes of any Timbits player. Um, but so yeah, so they asked my my mom and my grandparents at the end to. They, I told me I need to learn how to skate before I was allowed to come back. So I went into can skate uh, in Belleville, and then saw someone saw another uh, male skater doing like figure skating and kind of wanted to try it and here i am was it pair skating from the get-go that you kind of wanted or were you like you know what i'm just gonna go do um well i saw like a male uh male uh like just single skater so it was kind of how it started and then my my coach at the time lisa conley um had mentioned i wanted to try pair skating she thought i would would like it 
Um, and so, and there was a potential girl that I could skate with and it was just like baby pair stuff sort of thing. But, uh, so I actually went on to YouTube and she, because I hadn't seen any pair skating, obviously from a small town, it's not prevalent. Yeah. Uh, so I went on and I watched, uh, first, first pair program I ever watched was Jamie and David's Salt Lake program. So I fell in love with pair skating right then and there. And then that's it. Kind of, kind of crazy. And, uh, maybe a little foreshadowing for what comes later that we could talk about, but, um, that you saw male influence in the sport and it kind of pushed you to want to go in that direction. Um, then I, you know, we, I talked with, uh, a large, um, couple weeks ago and a very, just, um, I don't want to say it just that there is not as much male influence in the sport sometimes. And especially for him, you know, African-American and black males in figure skating, but even for you, you know, males in figure skating with what you're doing, um, with your organization in Topic, you know, there's, there, is there not just as much influence? I don't know. I don't know try to phrase this there's not as much male influence that you can look up to or that people look up to or give you that like avenue that oh i should go down that route that looks awesome or um because Uh, push with what you guys are doing with topic yeah no honestly i think that there's a couple of things with that i know for for from my own experiences obviously like i just said like that's how i uh from a it wasn't even like a like uh like doing guy doing double axles he was just doing like single axles and double jumps that i saw um, that I, that wanted me to try it. I, and then from my experience, since we've been in Brantford for the past, um, three years, I've had four boys join because they, um, two of them, their sisters skate with us. And then, so they were at the rink one day and saw me and saw what I was doing. And then like, they saw me on TV and YouTube. So they wanted to start doing it after that. So I think the male influence part is a huge thing. Um, and I, so I have, uh, I have five, I have four boys that are all around the same level right now. And I think mm-hmm. that's a huge, I think that's a huge help. I never actually grew up skating with any boy until I was like, I started skating with Mike for a few months before he moved. Um, so until I was like 17, I was never skating with like training with another guy. Yeah. Um, but I think when there's a group of like guys, at a rink it's a lot easier for you to stay in the sport because you kind of um if you're being bullied and it also depends like unfortunately on the town um and area some areas are better some areas aren't um so i think that's a huge help is if it because uh, you have that connection like i had connection with my friends across canada like pretty uh, luckily for me at a like ontario for sure and then canada at a, uh yeah you know a younger age sport because you're connected yeah yeah, exactly. So it was a lot easier to kind of stay in it because that was one of the best, one of the better, another great part of skating. Um, and the other is what, like, to- where we're, um, Matthew and I are doing with Topic is um, the bridging of, I know, my mom didn't want to buy me male figure skates at first because, one, they're harder to find and they were worried about having to buy brand new ones because there's not really any used ones anywhere and put out the money for me not to like it. Which I, it wasn't the case. I had a used pair of white figure skates with boot covers for the first, I don't know, six months until I was like, I, like, I was like, yeah, I really like this. And then they got me a pair of boy skates. Um, one of the boys that started here um, was the exact same thing. He, his parents weren't fully sure just because they weren't sure if he was going to like it or not. 
So I outsourced a used pair of skates. And after I think he skated for a couple of weeks and he said he wanted to keep doing it and he really liked it. His parents had no problems buying him the skates then. So that's what we're doing with Topic. If the boy wants to try skating, we get they fill out our, we have like an information sheet on our website. Um, we'll get them a free pair of skates from what we are partnered with Jackson. So a free pair of Jackson skates that we pay for. And hopefully that's the bridge that they needed. And if it's not, that's great. They can give them back to us and then we can give them to another uh, boy. Are you running this just in Canada right now? Is it uh, widespread or like where, where can anybody can apply for it? Uh, right now, it's just in Canada uh, for the applying of like the skates. We're right, we're selling between to Canada and the U.S. and some international orders. Um, we're hoping that we can get into Canada and the U.S. eventually. We just are trying to you know build the company up a little bit more before we can do that. How many boy skaters uh, would you say have have kind of applied for it, and maybe you now see in the sport? Uh, I think we put seven boys into the sport now i think everyone that we've given skates is is still skating um we have a couple who have just recently applied that we're working on getting that set up as well um and this summer we actually paid for um uh, two boys of uh color to to skate uh, actually for the whole summer they're um We've been in contact with um, someone at their rink and they gave them our information and they weren't able to, because of COVID, able to afford the summer program like they normally would. So we actually paid for them to skate. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you guys are yeah. doing, I mean, such a great thing with it. Uh, uh, I know Mitch has brought it up to me a couple of times and, and just, you know, obviously our involvement with it. We're, uh, but for me, you know, I'm so far so far away from you guys and uh i feel left out sometimes but it's great to see you know really what uh you guys have done um i, I talked about uh you know i think it's a, a masculinity thing in the sport that sometimes gets left out or forgotten and that's from the ladies standpoint too being confident in who you are and who you are out on the ice and uh can you speak to that a little bit maybe what gets left out uh you know uh from media standpoint and whatnot that doesn't get talked about um, yeah, honestly, I think one of the things like I've definitely realized as, uh, as I'm older and more into the sport and I don't think, um, maybe people from the outside or, um, even younger, some younger skaters realize that like skating is such, like it can give you such confident, if you're confident out on the ice, just with who you are, you don't like, you don't need to be anyone else but yourself. Like I'm not going out there to look like David Peltier or, uh, Eric Radford or Scott Moyer. I'm going out there to look like myself and be myself. Right. Um, yeah. And I think that's a di completely different level of confidence at that point. And that gives you a level of confidence outside of the ring. Um, one person that I've, I, I work with a lot actually, and Michelle, I've worked with them a lot over the, the, the COVID period in the summer and hopefully we'll be working with them some more soon. Um, Michelle actually said it to me and she said, there's nothing that's more, um, not just attractive, but um, more powering than someone who's confident in themselves, whether, you know, it's from a dancing state. Like she said, like when I watch like a dancer who may not be as technically good as somebody else, or she said like mm -hmm. for her as a skater, where she doesn't really know as much because she's an off-ice dancer, she says there's something different about someone who goes out there with their confidence in themselves. 
even if they're not having a good skate, they still have their confidence in themselves. Like in the in-between stuff, she says that says something completely different. Um, so when it's like, just so they hear that sometimes, like from someone who's not in the sport, mm-hmm. I think is, is a little bit of a refreshing thought of like, Oh yeah. Like that, that's where, and then you think about it. Like you go and look at like someone like, like Nathan, like, he goes out there, he has his own, like, he doesn't try to look like anybody else. He tries to be him, right. like, himself, and he's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing, right? Like, and you can feel it when he skates that he's, he, that's what he's trying to portray. Uh, yeah, I definitely, you've seen it the last couple of years, and just the expression that the skaters have been able to show, whether that be with the lyrical change with music, but, but even just, like you said, it's the purest form of, of performing and being yourself is when you're out on that ice and you're able to connect with your program and you can see it so much from these powerful performances and a lot of the skaters that have evolved over time um, and continued growing is that just a, a renewed sense of confidence is what everybody talks about. Uh, and I, I think, you know, with everything that's going on in the current landscape, you know, it's so important to to be able to do that and not get pressured into doing something that, you know, you are judged, you're in a judge sport and there are things you have to do to appeal to people in a certain point. But if you can find that balance of being just yourself and pure and pure, pure to yourself and true to yourself really is what I'm looking for. Um, it really, really shows. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's uh, one thing that can sometimes be, like I said, missed by like even younger skaters or younger people who are like, Oh, like skating's not like a like a masculine sport or anything. Like I can name so many guys that like you can go back and watch, and they're like they own up to themselves as like and like and it. That's one thing I love about skating is it it anybody can do it, right? Like it doesn't yes. matter who yes. you are, what you do. Like you can own up to your own skating abilities. Like you've got people like Elvis Steiko, like martial mm-hmm. artist. Like he's one of the most badass. Uh, male figure skaters of all time. You got uh, people like Evan Lysacek, you got Kurt Browning, Patrick Chan, Nathan. Like I can, and then you can go to like the other uh, and who are a little bit more graceful skaters who are still amazing to watch, like Jeff Buttle or um, Zero Hanyu. Like there's just so many different. Like I know those those are just um, like single skaters that are named, but you can go through it with women as well. There was powerful women. There was elegant women. There's same with pairs and ice dance, right? That's yeah, there's the all sides, I, yeah, all, all different aspects uh, and different styles of skating. So exactly. it's tough to, yeah, I, I think you hear people always criticize one end or the other, but having, you, you kind of have to understand that there, you have to have both to have the sport, you know, because you're going to have yeah. those different types of personalities. So some may like the more technical, powerful skating and some may like the more uh, graceful fluid, but, but you can have both. You, you don't have to have stick to one or another no exactly you and evelyn started we're gonna go back to this humble beginnings thing 2016 ish does that sound about right yeah so we actually i was um skating with another partner at the in the summer of uh 2016 and then uh we uh had to end our partnership right after skate detroit uh so evelyn and i started skating together in august of 2016 and by um uh september halfway through september we were on the junior grand prix yep i'm 
seems to be the growing trend here that uh, everyone that comes on this show has a uh, rocket ship to to start them right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, you guys are uh, doing junior grand prix. You're uh, not a big deal, but junior national champions, and then on the junior world team. Like, how crazy was that? Yeah, it was pretty fun. It, like, uh, it was pretty fun, honestly. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we put in a lot of work, and like, especially for me, like, I I've never been the most talented figure skater. I'm very much um, you've probably seen it on my social. Um, I'm a huge fan of The Rock and like Kobe Bryant, and their like biggest things is like, especially with The Rock is just work hard and you'll get what you want. So that's always been kind of like my mantra is like. You just got to put in the work to get where you want to go. So um, I've had to work a lot of to get to the abilities that I have now. Um, and then Evelyn is also sort of that way as well. Like she, we both work very hard together. We still have lots of fun. Um, and so that's kind of, we just kept working the whole season, never really looking. Uh, we just kept our head to, heads down and kept working the whole time instead of worrying about, you know, um, other people or the, and that's actually kind of how we still do it we like to work that mm. way we find we just keep progressing that way yeah i, I i've read a couple of different interviews and just how evelyn talks and very mature in that you know we we have ups we have downs but we'll get past it and um we just keep working and whether it's you know when you guys are at the top and you know, you are, like I said, silver medalist, two-time national silver medalist. Like, that doesn't stop. It doesn't mean anything. It's like, okay, we got to keep going. Um, so so what is what is the ultimate goal for you guys? I mean, obviously, I would say the Olympics, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, 20, uh, we want to go to the 22 Olympics and then the, the 26 Olympics as well. What inside just makes you want to you know push yourself like the rock push yourself like kobe bryant i mean those guys all they saw the game and kobe more the game but the rock i think life in general just um they see it differently they see it from a bigger picture yeah that's the one thing i think i kind of it's like i there's they're they're slightly different but the same at this the same time like you said kobe was mm-hmm all about the game for so long and like studying his own craft and studying everything and just knowing like he was so good at taking like um, the downs, right? Like every negative, like every negative opportunity leads me to, um, um, leads me to better myself. Um, So I think that's an easy one, especially in, in our sport. Like you can have go out and feel amazing and you just, it's just not your day and you have a bad skate, but it could have been led from something else, right? You got to take, take the, take every negative skate, every negative practice and, you know, turn it on into a, a positive reinforcement of like, okay, well, this is just what I need to work on now. I know that, or, you know, this was really good today on like normal. Um, so I think that's where part of that was built. Um, the rock, I don't know. It's been, like, you know, he's just the epitome. Like he had $7 to to his name yeah. at one point and now he's what the highest pay and it's not because it's not the money part it's just like he just shows like uh resilience and you know obviously yeah it's cool that he's like absolutely massive and jacked and has his own like line of clothing <laughs> and workout stuff which i don't i totally don't have a lot of um yeah, but it's a work at, it's the work ethic <laughs> and the mentality and like i i really uh, and, and you can correct me if i'm wrong but when I watch you guys skate and even like 
post program and the kiss and cry and in the media afterwards, like good or bad, you guys are pretty level headed. Like you, if it's terrible and it's bad and everyone, you know, falling left and right, it's still like, Hey, you know, happens. And that's like, all, I've always like loved watching you guys, um, for that. Cause you just, I don't know. It seems like you get it. You're like, all right, yeah, we'll move on. Yeah, no, you know? exactly. That's it. It is what it is. Everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I think that's uh, definitely a big, big part of uh, our coach, Allison. She's the way that we're like taught and everything from her is like, you know, there's always, and I'm always on the positive end of things as well. Um, mm-hmm. We can ask Evelyn that she's like, she says, I'm the, the ray of sunshine and most of the time at the ring. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it's very much like, you know, you can have a bad day of practice where we're, our throws are absolute crap or, they're not jumping well or for some reason our lifts are working, but there's always something else that we find at the end of the day, by the end of the day that we improved on, whether it was a death spiral or spins or stroking, there's always something to improve on. So we kind of try to take that into the competition as well. Like, like you just said, like if we fall on like, let's say it's like a throw and a jump or something like, Hey, you know what? Our lift was better today. Or we know that pattern is not working the way we thought it was going to, or like there's just, certain things there's no point of getting hung up on all the negatives like yeah we got to take the negatives to, to change things and to learn from you can you always learn from your mistakes but you got to take it into a positive way um and when 100%, i was 100 yeah so and when i lived in london um because when i first moved um to allison she was in london and then she moved to the school to Brantford uh, three years ago I worked with the, my strength and conditioning coaches were uh, Maria Mountain and Tyler Doig in at Revolution Sport Conditioning. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they're actually Tess and Scott's trainers as well. Uh, so they uh, they have the exact same mentality as like that like negative. Like you can take something from the negatives that is positive and um, always just working hard and doing your best to for your craft. Um, I have right. the utmost respect for them. They're um, Tyler and Maria, huge influences on my life as an athlete and as um, uh, just a human in general. So I think I've just been lucky. I've been very um, grateful for, you know, Tyler and Maria and Allison. Is, I, they can't talk enough about Allison um, for the influences. Like even if I was to like have to stop skating today because of an injury, they've, they've taught me so much in my life about life. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's awesome. Um, talk about um, you know, working. I shouldn't working, but skating. Uh, with Evelyn, you know, f- uh, four years. You guys have four year age gap. Um, but but yep. still so again mature. Uh, just as a person, and talk about that a little bit. How if there are there any challenges? Um, that not not really. Uh. From, so I moved to like I moved to Allison and Scott when I was uh, 17. So Ev was still Ev was 12 at the time when I was there, when I first mm-hmm. moved there. Um, and so uh, we it just like with the the group of people there and everything, we we became good friends from like when like, we weren't even skating together at all. Uh, like on the same sessions and stuff, and so we'd just become like good friends. She was kind of like a little sister to me at the yeah. rink, and then uh, like we would do stuff like some lifts and throws and stuff together in the shows because that's what Allison like. It's just like everybody kind of gets to do that stuff at the year end show. 
Um, yep. And then so just kind of like our our relationship in that sense just kind of kept growing as like the years went by and then we started skating together. And it was, uh, I think that was part of why we were able to be successful pretty quickly because we um, uh, got along so well already. Like it wasn't, like obviously, yeah, there's still like a new partnership. There's always some things of like, um, especially I was Evelyn's first partner, so I don't think she was quite as comfortable with with doing so. Like as some things, you know what I mean? Because I was yeah, the pairs elements, yeah, the pairs element part. But um, I think that was a uh, big part to, like I said, like it being easier at first and just coming more naturally, I guess per se. Yep. Because we already yep. were good friends. And you tried some random stuff in shows, so you're <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Small geez. head start. So, yeah, exactly. Going into last season. Um, working with a talented pair skater and I think artist in itself, uh, Eric Radford. How did that come to be? Um, yeah, uh, Eric's insanely talented. It's crazy. <laughs> um, uh, so we were at Worlds in Japan actually in Saitama. Um, mm-hmm. we just finished. We just finished skating. We were watching the rest of the pairs event, and um, Eric was there because he was um, a uh, a candidate for the ISU athlete council for figure skating. Yep. So they, they yep. had the vote there that week. So him and he was there as, for that reason. Um, so he was there watching with us and, um, we were talking, we were watching the, the, the group after us or something. And Eric was, I can't, we were just all sitting and watching together. And, um, I think we had mentioned it like, um, so he was talking about a piano piece or something, of course, you know, musicality yeah. and everything and we i said like oh you should um choreograph a program for like program for us sometime um you should you could even write it too and that that was kind of like we all kind of laughed about it and then it actually became like a thought process with um ourselves and and eric as well he he so he like actually talked about it late like the next day and he sort of agreed to it tentatively and then it just became a thing and so it was a He's a really good experience. He's an amazing artist. Um, uh, he, one thing that's like really cool, and I think because he is so musical, obviously he writes his own music and pieces and everything. Like he'll mm-hmm. hear things in the music that he wants us to do certain things on that we don't normally hear. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like little nuances in the music that we're like, oh, we never would have heard that before. But like once you like do something on it, it's more noticeable. Um, it, that but, it's attention to detail right in that that, that he just picks up from yeah, a musical exactly. standpoint yeah yeah so it was pretty awesome it was a really great experience um i actually looked up to eric a lot growing up because i was lucky to get into contact with him and dylan at a young age um mm-hmm. going through bullying with uh back in like where i grew up with, about skating so um they actually helped me a lot through that part um just because they had experienced it themselves and, you know, just like the support from it. So uh, it was pretty cool to, to actually work with him too. And obviously looking up to him, he's a two-time world champion in Olympic bronze, silver and gold medalist. Yeah, he's done. I mean, he's done it all. Um, yeah. Him and Megan. And then um, can you talk to a little bit of, you? I think we mentioned it earlier, but a little bit of that bullying and, and getting over it. What can we do as a sport? to just eradicate it just get rid of it i mean it shouldn't exist in any sport it shouldn't exist in any sport or any really any situation i think it's 
like you, it's going to be hard to honestly fully get rid of. I think there's always going to be uh, the people who are in, not confident in themselves um, who will make people that are doing things that they want to do. Um, you know, um, but I think as a sport, one of the things that was like huge for me, and this is also another thing that we're trying to do with Topic, um, like I said, is like being able to be like uh, accessible to reach out to older athletes, um, like mm-hmm. like myself, like being able to reach out, like like say to me or Mike or Eric or whoever it is, um, whoever they feel comfort or they have a connection with from watching them or because they uh, like them a lot, you know what I mean. I think that's a yep. huge help. Uh, that was for me anyways. I was lucky enough for that to happen. Um, and I think, I honestly, and it might just be because, you know, times are starting to change. I think there is a little bit less bullying of it um, now. Um, it also, like, um, and it also might be because our sport has also changed a little bit. Like we said, like, people are doing, taking their own styles to it. Like, you watch a lot. It's like, he's, you, you wouldn't like most people wouldn't go, oh, that's a figure skating program, right? Right, right, like, you yeah. Know, just down to Silence or, and same with Nathan, like um, those sort of programs and all that. So I think I think that does help as well as the times are changing, but there still is always, unfortunately, bullying. Um, but I think being able to reach out to friends, um, to uh, even national team athletes to, you know, talk about, uh, that or just to even like share their experience because like you know uh, you see it all the time people don't don't let it out and that's when it unfortunately can lead down a darker path. What do you ha- what do you tell kids you know who are going through it and uh, you know want to reach out for help? Um, I've like said like to reach out to me on socials before, um, and mm-hmm. I've I've talked to a couple kids before that are like friends of family, not necessarily friends of family, but like, um, back farther, like close, connected. close yeah, connected yeah. To, to like some people in within my circle back home or something. I've talked to them before about it. Um, I think it's just like, you know, uh, for me, you know, it, it does pass. Like it, 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 it like eventually people will stop, especially if you, and you can also just like push it out as well. Like you, if you love it, it's just, it's what you want to do. It doesn't matter what people think Like you can like, there's always going to be those people that are going to make fun of you. There's, there was probably people that made fun of, you know, like great inventors, like, like Steve, Steve jobs or, you know, uh, like Bill Gates and all that stuff, but they just kept going because they loved it and, you know, they're successful. And not to say that it's, the exact same brand yeah, yeah. being able that, to that being able to push aside i mean is. it's uh being able to push aside the hate is is a easy i know it's an easy thing to say and it's definitely tough to implement and um it, it's great to see a lot of the resources that are out there and and we'll tag it we'll push it for everybody to you know reach out to to you guys uh topic and even you i mean you specifically uh if there's anything you know but i that is a big part of it being able to reach out to your role models and talk about it. I think with the digital age of social media, it's made all the athletes and let's just say role models in general, more accessible. So just to reinforce, like for the kids, like you, you have to be able to reach, want to reach out and just make that first step, which sometimes is the hardest yeah, for one. Sure. But, for sure. Um, you are, you know, on your phone kind of behind a screen and behind closed doors. So, 
you, you can put stuff aside. You don't have to have that fear and, and be able to be open um, in any mindset. So no, it's, it's, I, I love hearing that stuff. Obviously, I'm a big mindset guy. So uh, being able to see what um, you know, you're able to help there is, is nothing but short of amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So we got to talk uh, of your uh, your big screen movie appearances now because you're uh, you're on IMDb, right? You, you've got some credits on there. I think I do. Yeah, that's kind of cool. How, how did spinning out come come to be? Um, so there was uh, I can't remember exactly what month it was. It might have been November or December of um, the the twenty eighteen nineteen season. Uh, it was put out for um, it would I think. Uh, there was a somebody had contacted one of the coaches who I think was more in that world, and then it spread out from there. Like they just kept pushing it out, so they were looking looking for um, certain obviously elements and people and all that stuff. So we've been contacted about it, um, about doing it because they wanted triple twist, side by side triple toes, um, and throw loop, and then some lifts as well. So mm-hmm. they obviously needed a like a, a junior or senior pair team. Uh, so we had been contacted about it, uh, but at the time that they wanted us to, like the, the start of filming was right during national. So we obviously couldn't. And then we had four continents and then we had worlds. Yeah. Um, so we still agreed to it as soon as we were done worlds. Mm-hmm. So we were in the, the later episodes. Um, uh, we literally got home from Japan worlds on Monday and then Tuesday morning we were at the rink at, 6.30 for rehearsals. Like, I don't think I slept for two, like, like the next two weeks is all a blur. I think it was just like one thing after another. <laughs> after That's another. And you're on such a high too, yeah. coming back from worlds in Japan out of all places, like good God. And then, yeah, let's yeah. perform. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's a really cool experience. I honestly, like uh, Evelyn and myself, we both look at movies and everything completely different now. Like I watch like, you know, um, like I'm, I'm a big, I kind of like, I like a lot of things, but I'm a big Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so like watching, like, like I can just like, there's so much, you have so much more appreciation for like how much work goes into these movies and everything. Like the, oh, yeah. like the fighting scenes, the stunt scenes, like, it's just crazy. Cause I know like, like it's not like they just do it once and that's it. Like we did, like, I remember the one scene we did 20 lassos in like an hour. Like oh, just geez. the same part over and over and over because they need all the angles and they don't even use half the angles, but they need it in case. Like it's just, it's like just so much. And like, not that like, so then like you think about like these big fight scenes and explosion scenes and all that stuff. Like it's just so much work that goes into it. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I remember watching um, Nathan's uh, Nathan had a stunt double for a Super Bowl commercial before the Olympics and the stunt double's falling, right? If you ever see the, the commercial, it's like NBC, it's like falling, 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 and then get up thing. This poor guy is just throwing himself up in the air and just pancaking on the ice over and over. And uh, and the director's like, no, 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 you you got to get up with more emotion. And I'm look, this poor kid's like, bro, I've just fell 20 times in the last hour, and you want me to show emotion? Yeah. Like, Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The stuff you no, guys have exactly it. It's crazy. It's and, cool. It's cool to see though that yeah. side of it. Yeah, it's definitely so cool to see the final product and everything. And like, uh, we were obviously really interested to see like how all like the you know the 
like, I guess more like the face swapping and how the camera angles and all like how they were going to do that. So it's really cool to be a part of and to see. Yeah, I think there there are a couple times like I we watched maybe an episode or two. And I think my wife watched the whole thing. But it's like, oh, there's Trent. Oh, it's not Trent. Nope, that's definitely Trent. But they're like pretty close. Yeah, and still even there are a couple times is off. But you're like, oh, it's pretty close. Yeah, actually, like we, um, if there was going to be season two, I think they were we were going to be the doubles again for because like actually just standing beside them, we they they we were looked pretty similar for the most part. Like it, it was a pretty good matchup. Is there a picture of you guys side by side somewhere? I gotta find that. If there yeah, is. yeah, I have one. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Uh, real quick before we wrap, like let's skating worlds in Japan. Like I forgot, I totally forgot. Like I mean, it seems so long ago, but um, what an experience that was. Yeah, uh, gotta be crazy. It was pretty cool uh japan as you know is crazy for skating so it was it was a lot of fun um and it was our first world you, you didn't you never really forget your first worlds or anything right like uh we skated well that always helps but it was pretty crazy we skated in front of about like seventeen thousand people in our long which like wow. is, it's just so wow. cool and like also with japan like they one thing that's really nice and i i think we do it like I, like japan does it very well and uh, Canada as well as they, you know, you go out on the ice and there's not Japanese flags, there's Canadian flags out there. Like all they're, they're, they're cheering for almost everyone. Like, it's just, it doesn't like, hey, you feel like you have a home crowd regardless. Cause they just, they just love the sport and it's period. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so it's pretty crazy, um, to experience that on the ice. And then to also like, even see that in the stands, like when we were there, when the Yuzu and Nathan were battling it out, like they both skated insanely well, like. I remember Nathan was last to skate, second last to skate, because Jason was last. Um, mm-hmm. So you right. dudes skated just before him, and the rain of poos that came down. <laughs> like, the the, it, the ice wasn't white anymore, it was yellow. So, like, they, they did a really good job. Like, they were prepared for it. Like, the amount of people that were taking, they were just throwing them. Like, they weren't even putting them into the bags. Like, normal, they were just hucking them off the ice. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's pretty crazy because Nathan's just skating around, still dodging Pooh Bears being thrown, uh, and like, yeah, like the crowd just was like insane for Yuzu, and then he, like they were still insane for Nathan afterwards. Like Nathan was like, I skated absolutely lights out, and like, right. but it was just yeah. cool to see, like, even though like they're there, like Yuzu is their like their 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 top of the cheese, right? Like he's totally, two time. Yeah. Olympic champion um and like one of the like greatest people in our sports that have ever lived and then they still just, like it's not like they shunned Nathan out you, still you know what I mean yeah I remember the last I mean just the last three you got Yuzu Nathan and Jason I mean holy cow that place I I don't think we sat down for all three watching at home like I, I still remember that because it was just so crazy to see like you said the electricity from the fans for Yuzu and they're, um, I think it was either Jackie or one of the skating, um, broadcasters on TV is like, this has been going on. What's going through Nathan's head. Like he's just skating around dodging Pooh bears and he's got this long break where it's normally, you know, set timing. And then, and then you have, you know, Jason at the end of it all too. It's like, yeah, you gotta yeah, stand exactly. up to all that. Holy cow. <laughs> 
yeah, it was it was it was a really insane event to watch. That like every every event was so good in in Japan. Uh, the pairs were like though, like Sui and Han were just absolutely incredible. And like I was, it it was also crazy for us because we were on practice with them at the beginning of the week. Like the first two mm-hmm. days of practice, I was on the ice with three Olympians, like Mike and yeah. Carson and both the Chinese teams. Um, and we skated like really well and everything. It was just crazy. Cause like, you know, you go, you still go up to the stands, you watch Sui and Han and you're like, Oh my God, I'm in the same event as them. So, so does that, were you like, okay, I'm, we're here, we're in this and I can, I can swing with the big boys kind of thing. Yeah. I think, um, throughout the season, we like our beginning of our season was not great. Like our, our Grand Prix, we didn't skate overly well. Um, so I think there was like that little bit of less confidence in that. And then we started skating better. We skated really well at nationals. Um, and there wasn't as many teams at nationals. Um, so I don't mm-hmm. know if like, um, we felt like we definitely felt like we, we deserved to be second and everything, but it didn't feel as like, uh, like we still weren't sure. And it was still our first season of seniors. So it still like, doesn't feel like, Oh, like we fully belong here yet. And then we mm-hmm. skated well at worlds. We skated on, like I said, we practiced with uh, both Chinese teams and Mike and Kirsten for the beginning of the week. And then uh, actually when we looked back at it, we were on the ice with at least two Olympians the entire time we were there, like yeah. within our groups as well, like of the, the competition. So I think we gained a lot of confidence out of that world, especially because we were 12th and we were, you know, very happy with how we skated. Uh, I think there was a lot of confidence and a change in the mindset of like, okay, yeah, no, we do belong in senior now. Like we're in not just domestically, but internationally. Um, and I think that that carried over to this season. We, like I said, we, we, we still didn't have the greatest Grand Prix start, mm-hmm. but then we really pushed it to pull it together. And, you know, we really grinded it out to, you know, we skated, that one of like amazing skate at nationals. We really, really felt like we deserved to be, you know, where we were there. Uh, we skated again well at four continents. So, and that was another one that made us feel like, okay, we also belong here internationally because, you know, we placed well with what we had done. Um, and then we qualified for the worlds again, which mm-hmm. like yeah. felt, uh, even more so like, like we, we really had to work for it last year, last season. Yeah. I think, uh, you just the results your your points i mean a couple points a couple of things here and there you're you're in fighting position um you know so you're right there and it's it's been great to see uh you know your development and your come up i think uh you know i've been watching you with the jackson guys since junior so um awesome to see your development and um super excited to kind of see what the future entails again you've got great role models that you're working with and um even great teams you know people like michael and kirsten that you guys always seem to have such a good friendship so i think that helps just so much more um and helping kind of propel you to the top yeah for sure it does um like i said when i first moved to london uh mike was there so i i also like looked up to him and uh, we became really good friends, like right off the bat, we instantly kind of connected as, uh, bros. So, uh, for like, he's been one of my best friends for a long time now. And then he lived with me for most of last season as well. Uh, so 
you know, uh, training a couple days here and there together, it was, it was really good for us because we see things, you know, there are national champions. Um, uh, we see things that they do that we need to work on and improve. And I think they, they feel the same about us. So we kind of keep pushing each other, um, to work on things. And the, so it's, um, and it's a good relationship. It's not like we like hate each other or anything. So it's, it's, it's like a good, uh, oh, well, like it's a good push. Like a good competitive relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had one more thing, which was, uh, how good was that cheeseburger from In-N-Out? Oh, man. Had to bring that up. Oh, that was so good. That's the one time I've been in and out, and I still need to go back next time I'm back in Cali, man. <laughs> it was delicious. You hit me up. Let me know. It's yeah. Long, it, there's no long story to this. It was a you, uh, Evelyn, and it was Elaine, right? Yeah, yeah, in Elaine. I think it's Elaine Chartrand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's, let's get in the car. We're going to in and out I just wanted in and out so badly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was like one in the it was, it was after it was late. It was after an event. Yeah, it was about like twelve thirty. It was I still think. like a thirty minute drive back to the hotel, and we're like, let's let's okay. I gotta do this. Yeah. I gotta do this for them. Uh, I'll take so, one for the thanks, team. Thanks, man. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome back in Cali anytime. Thanks, buddy. I you definitely want to come back. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me, buddy. Uh, it's a great podcast, and you know, uh, you guys are. You guys are amazing people, so I think this is awesome. Well, it was a fun interview with our boy, Trent Michaud. Uh, always good to catch up with him. I know he's doing a lot on and off the ice with skating. Uh, you can definitely see how he's keeping busy between you know Netflix and filming, working out. Uh, and buddy from a young man standpoint starting an organization to get boys into figure skating um at his age that's that's pretty awesome to see yeah it's certainly admirable um i know how hard trent's been working um on topic and and again the the importance is is paramount for for getting young boys in the sport and um making them feel confident and comfortable in their own skin out there and um you know the financial side of it as well that that support is key and um you're right just for such a young man, I think the, the work he's doing is, is incredible. It's beyond his years. And, um, I mean, that speaks to Trent. That's who Trent is. I've known Trent a long time. He's, um, an incredible guy. He's a no BS guy. He's, he's going to give you, um, you know, genuine, um, responses and, and advice. And, um, yeah, he's, and you, you nailed it. He's, uh, he's a workaholic. That guy, I think he lives in the gym and, um, you know, the, the attention he, he gives to his craft is, is commendable and um you know the stuff he's doing extracurricularly as extracurricularly um i'll work on that uh phonetic later um but it's it's again it's admirable and a huge respect for for trent michelle talk about getting boys into the sport more like there's still quite a volume of guys in skating uh, but obviously you do see a little drop off in the beginning mm-hmm. and towards the middle seeing what he's doing you know from a young Mitch growing up, getting the figure skating, like what were some of the challenges for you? Yeah, I think for sure the, just the stigma that, that comes with skating, um, you know, it being a, a feminine, a, more of a feminine sport. Um, I think it, quite often, to be honest with you, it starts with the parents. Um, you've got parents that don't want to subject their, their boys to, to ridicule um, based on that stigma. So I think that's a big, a big issue. Um, you know, personally for me, I, I grew up in a town, Mariposa was, and it had been an establishment for many years, had produced world champions, so there was a respect there. 
um, in the city for, for figure skating. Um, the other thing was that I went to school across the parking lot. There was a partnership between Mariposa and my high school um, that also tied in a bunch of the hockey players and the other elite athletes in the city. So um, I guess I was maybe a little bit more fortunate that way. I know that a lot of boys don't have, um, you know, the luxury of, of skating in a place where um, they feel respected. Um, so I think that's, that's very important. I think that um, it, it also lies in the, you know, the coaches and, and again, the parents, just that reinforcement that um, you can do what you want and, and be confident in your direction. And um, it doesn't matter what, what other people think about you or say about you. If, if you're, if you're enjoying what you're doing, be confident in that and, and run for it. Well, that's part of the the bullying that, you know, we got in talking uh, with Amber about too, and just feeling confident yeah. in yourself and uh, being able to know, you know, who you are as a person is, is what's most important. You know, you don't always have to please everyone and anyone, which, which may seem tough in a sport that, you know, we say all the time, you're judged you know, you pay people to judge you. Uh, but being able to reach out to and, and be able to connect, you know, if you are going through things, I mean, maybe talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, we've talked even on the podcast already to, to skaters who you hear, you know, the, the confidence that they have now as, as adults and um, how skating helped get them to that level. But we all had to deal with ridicule. We all had to deal with, um, you know, boys being called girly, quote unquote, or, um, you know, people like Amber Glenn struggling with having to fit the mold of, of that um, elegant princess or whatever the verbiage she used was. Um, but there's a process there, right? And I think that's, that's where we're losing, um, a lot of our, our, our athletes, boys and girls, um, is through that growth process. So I think having a support system around you is key. You have to have, you know, it's, it always starts with the parents, um, you know, to reinforce that, uh, you know, this is, if this is something you love to do, then, then do it. And, and it doesn't matter what other people think. And I think that's tough for, for kids to deal with. Um, but again, that support system is key. I think the, the coaches play a big role in that, um, just kind of fostering a, a healthy um, environment for, for kids to train in um, that's, you know, kind of void of any sort of judgment or, or ridicule or bullying. Um, I think that's paramount. I think the direction, Kevin, we're heading right now in, in 2020 is the right direction. I think there's a big movement towards kindness and um, you know, eliminating bullying. And so I think we're going the right direction, but there's, 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 you know, it's still here and it's stuff we have to deal with. And, um, just to bring it back to Trent, I think, you know, the, the topic, um, initiative, you know, it's, he's trying something and, and, and that's, what's important. We need to try and we need to, um, do our best to, to, again, foster a good environment for young boys to, to grow up, um, in this sport. Uh, so super admirable Trent uh, we'll continue to follow you and obviously plug toe pick uh, check out toe pick figure skating from fundraising to uh, opportunities to get boys on the ice uh, buy a t-shirt if you can anything to do to support uh, goes a long way so we appreciate everything you're doing Mr. Michaud and appreciate everybody tuning into the podcast like subscribe uh, give us some feedback some reviews are always great but We'll keep going, man. We've got some more exciting, exciting interviews to share with you guys. Love it. Talk to you later, Mr. Mitch. Ciao, buddy.